Good morning and welcome to Bethel Baptist Church at Swayze. We're glad that you could join us again for today's service. The topic of today is all about being prepared. But before we get started, let us pray. Let us pray. This world is yours, planned in eternity, created in a moment of sheer exuberance, permeated with love, well made. This place is yours in its simplicity, blue sky and countryside, pure creativity, painted with care, well made. This day is yours, pure generosity, given for moments of general reflection, in the bustle of the day, well made. This moment is yours, in its entirety, a drop of time in an ocean of history, gifted with joy, well made. Bless us as we meet together, dear Lord, we pray. Bless the singing of your praise, the reading of your word, the sharing of our fellowship, the prayers that will be heard. Bless us as we meet together, dear Lord, we pray. Amen.
Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. All of my days, I want to praise the wonders of your mighty. prepared. The word prepared. The Oxford Dictionary gives us a couple of definitions for the word prepare. To make ready for use or consideration, or to make someone ready or able to do or to deal with something. If we travel up a little further to Cambridge, their dictionary says it a little bit different. To make 
or get something or someone ready for something that will happen in the future or to expect that something will happen and be ready for it. Let's now watch and listen to Stephanie's experience of being prepared or not. I'm sure you, like me, have had plenty of time to reflect over this time of lockdown. And one of the ways that I've been doing that is by looking at the past picture albums. I want to tell you a story about one of our trips out. It must have been the first caravan holiday that we had as a family. Uh, Simon was about 11 and Rachel 13. And we chose to go to Lake Coniston in the Lake District. After talking to the happy campers, it was recommended that we went for a walk and the recommendation was to walk up the old man. So we picked a sunny day and set off with great enthusiasm, taking with us a snack, uh, fully intending to be back for lunch. So picture the scene. We are travelling light. I've got shorts on, t-shirts, um, a few snacks in one backpack and two cans of fizzy drink. An hour in, we realised that this was going to be a longer expedition than we had planned. The picture sequence that I looked at, found I found a caption that said, four fifths of the way up, eating snack. So from now on, we had no food and we hadn't any more drink with us. It was a hot day going up to the top. However, once we reached the top, there were several disappointments. Firstly, the weather had turned and it was remarkably chillier. Two very unhappy children and a mum. Equally, to my disappointment, there was no toilet and no cafe. So we proceeded to trudge down again, a different way this time. I'm, I'm sure it took longer, it always seems to. However, yes, there was an ice cream van at the, in the car park at the bottom, so all was not a complete disaster. So in my reflection of our visit to Lake Conison, I want to just talk about two things with you. Firstly, at the top, the view was absolutely stunning. Yes, it was overcast at the top. As you looked out, you could see for miles. You could see God's creation in its absolute fullness, and that was absolutely amazing. Secondly, I've learnt lots of lessons from not being very prepared. We now are so prepared, we all have a backpack, and within that are packs of sandwiches, water, insect repellent, raincoats, scarves, you name it, it's probably in that backpack. We learnt our lesson that day. I want to share with you, though, a Bible reading which has been laid on my heart from thinking about our reflection at Lake Coniston. And it's Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10, the armour of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. And then further on, verse 13, therefore put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground 
and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled round your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit in all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So I hope that by sharing that tale with you, which I'm sure many of you will um, relate to, um, I just want to hope, I hope that I have been able to encourage you today. Well, thank you, Stephanie. That was really insightful and helpful. And I'm sure it has caused a lot of us to reflect on our past experiences. You have given us a very clear picture of what we can learn from past experiences and where we might have a clear goal in mind, but not the correct resources. Further to Stephanie's encouragement and on the topic of being prepared, have you heard about the five P's of being prepared? Now there's a multitude of variations on this theme, but we'll, we'll use this one. Prior planning prevents poor performance. Now, in a practical sense in everyday living, how well we prepare and the time and effort we expend now will generally come down to a few elements. There's a lot more, but um, this is a broad brushstroke. How much of your heart's desire is giving to achieving or seeing the outcome of the circumstance, whether it be a joyful experience or a battle to face? What resources do I have available to me? Do I have the discipline to keep going towards the end result? What do I need to let go of so I can devote more time to be prepared? Now this one's for the financially gifted amongst us. What is it going to cost me? Can I meet the cost? Or who is going to pay? In terms of being a Christian and how we prepare for the future, we can use similar analogies. Do I have a heart for God? How much of my heart's desire is to see the outcome that God has for me? Again, whether I'm facing a joyful experience, a growth experience, or a battle. What gifts and talents and friends and teachers and ministers, etc. has God placed beside me to fulfil the future that he has planned for me? Do I have the discipline to keep walking with God? What do I need to let go of so I can devote more time to God's future? What is it going to cost me? And this, my friends, will be more than a financial cost. Our experiences of the past can and will help prepare us for an unknown future. Now we have a great example of being prepared 
recorded in 1 Samuel chapter 17 in the account of David and Goliath. You can read the whole chapter and the story for yourself. However, a few points to consider while reading this. David's heart's desire was to bring glory to God. Because of this desire, he knew the outcome even before he faced Goliath. How could he be so certain when everyone else in the whole army was afraid? David understood that the battle was more than just a physical battle. He understood the deeper nature of the battle. Goliath's defiance of the armies of Israel and his subsequent defiance of the living God. So therefore, David knew that conventional weapons would not enable him to be victorious in this battle. Instead, he chose to use what he had tried and tested. Now, there's a lot more to unpack in the story about David's approach to this battle and his choice of weapons and his armour, and we could explore that in greater detail on another day. But suffice to say, he did have on the full armour of God. However, let's just look at one of his choices. Do you remember what the first weapon David chose to use was? I'll give you a few seconds. Did you say a sling and a rock? Well, in a sense, that is the first man-made weapon used, but it was really his second choice. The weapon he chose to use, we have recorded in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. Let's go back to you. Verse 45 in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45. David used words. David used the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. His first response, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied.
that's rooted by the streams of life. So Lord, set Your word in me. So Lord, set Your word in me. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Now using God's word is often overlooked for the more physical aspects or during the more physical aspects of our encounter. But the importance of having the name of God and God's words as a first response weapon shouldn't be lost on us. What a great way to remind us who we are living for and who is fighting for us. David's experiences in the past had prepared him for this battle. Based on the past, he carefully evaluated his resources. He chose his weapons wisely. And then he expected God would make up the difference. He knew his God. You see, David was being prepared for this battle every single day of his life. And most of it by just doing life normally. He didn't stop being involved in his work, his family, or his re recreational time to focus on Goliath. He didn't know Goliath was coming. This giant came about while he was delivering food to his brothers on the front line. You see, life's a lot like that, isn't it? We can be engaged in work, family time, sports, or even just trying to catch our breath after facing the last giant. And out of left field, another one pops up and another challenge is issued. You know, our character is built on how we go about mundane tasks and routine duties that everyday life brings. And by doing them to the best of our ability and for the glory of God. God will build our faith and courage one experience at a time, sometimes one immediately after the other one. So just a question, what is the giant standing in your way today? My encouragement to you is be prepared. Stand on your past experiences with God, evaluate your resources, Choose wisely, then follow David's example. Speak God and God's word into the situation first. Do what you can and then watch what God can do. The end result is that through its experience we face, we're really being prepared to meet our God our Father, 
and to live in eternity with him. So my question to you today and every day of this week, how have you prepared to face for today? Let's just go back to the passage of scripture that Stephanie brought to us on how and what choice of armour we need to be wearing every single day so we can face the day with God. Thank you. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God.
As we have been reflecting today on being prepared, we remember we are preparing as a church fellowship to hear God's plan for his vision and new leader for us at Bethel. Let's say together the prayer we are using in this time of transition. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the ministry of David who is leaving us and we pray your presence and blessing upon him. We ask now that you will help us to share responsibly Grow in faith, love one another, care for those in need, reach out to others and welcome new newcomers. Lord Jesus, guard and grow this fellowship as we serve you together in this period without a minister. Please guide those who are seeking the right minister for us and those who are seeking the right church for their ministry, that together we may discover your way for the future and see your kingdom grow. Amen. As we take our worship, praise and prayer from where we are now and into our daily lives, may our lives be sustained through the love of our Heavenly Father. May we feel the presence of our Saviour walking beside us and know the power of the Spirit in both our actions and our words. Amen. Amen. Good day to you all and here are the notices for today, Sunday the 5th of July 2020. After the morning service uh, there will be an opportunity for a catch-up coffee and chat Zoom session 12 o'clock. In the evening between 6 and 8pm the church will be open for personal private prayer. It's an opportunity for you to come along uh, if you would like to spend some time in reflective prayer come when you can and stay as long as you would like to on monday at 7 30 there will be a zoom prayer meeting and we shall be focusing our attention on the future at bethel wednesday there will be a zoom prayer meeting at 1 p.m on thursday the church will again be open between 11 o'clock and 1 p.m for personal private prayer the regular house groups will be held on tuesday wednesday and thursday again on zoom and next Sunday the 12th uh, there will be a, a prayer meeting on Zoom at 10am. The regular uh, Sunday morning service will be available on Facebook, 
and YouTube. There will be another opportunity for a catch-up chat on Zoom at 12 o'clock. And again next Sunday between 6 and 8 the church will be open for personal prayer. As usual if there's anything that's caught your attention today or anything you would like to talk about with our minister Reverend David Mann then please feel free to contact him either by phone or by email and you'll find his contact details on the screen. So that's all I have for today so may may you be blessed during this coming week. May you look to God and may you receive from him his blessings and his shalom peace.